Welcome to the Notespire Music Artist Insight Podcast, giving you a unique insight into the music and ministries of independent Christian artists. Here's your host, Paul Gibbs. Thank you very much. Welcome, everyone, to the Artist Insight Podcast. We're talking today with uh, Eddie Mann. He is originally from the Philadelphia area. You'll find him also uh, in the colder parts of the year up here anyway. You'll find him in Melbourne Beach, Florida. Uh, His website, I, I, I love this opening line on your bio, Eddie. It says, Eddie Mann is a smile for the soul. Yeah. How you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Yeah, great. And okay. uh, it's, just, it's a blessing to hang out with you again, um, because you and I, you know, we hadn't seen each other for such a long time, and then we got a chance in passing to say hello not that long ago, about a month ago. Yeah. where, where and, uh, Remind people where that was? Um, that was a, a benefit Boy, I forget the name of the benefit. I know it, it was for battered children, I believe. Battleful for children's charities, is that right? Yeah, with- that sounds right. That yeah. sounds right. Um, that sounds right. And that was such a great event. It was so nice to see some friends there. I was why uh, had a wide open calendar, and uh, and I got to see so many people that I get to see a very few times during the course of the year. Right. Yeah. So uh, so it was a joy to, to hang out in Lebo. You and I didn't get a lot of time to talk, but. Uh, but it was still nice to be in the same place uh, at a at a great event like that. It sure was. It, we, we were we were surprised and very happy to see you there. And I know that uh, you and my partner Nate Miller had a had quite a chat. Which uh, yes, we did. Yeah, Notes by Radio was there, broadcasting live from the event. And uh, uh, I know that Nate uh, Nate spent some time, Eddie, with you uh, on the on the microphone. But it was uh, that was great. So hopefully people got to hear that. But here we are anyway. And uh, so your musical roots go way back. And I guess let me read a little bit more uh, just to give people a little bit more of an update and uh, remind them of who we're talking to. Combination, uh, I'm reading from Eddie's bio on his uh, on his website. Smile for the soul. I love that. He's a combination of cultural and spiritual traditions living in an ever-evolving neighborhood. Yeah, that's, that's cool. You, it's, yeah. Did you write all this, Eddie? I, you know, I actually did. Um, I thought so. It sounds like you. It's. I'm very. I'm very, very in tune with the fact that our landscape changes so quickly sometimes, and it's up to us um, as creatives, as uh, as believers, um, to to figure out how to change with it, how to, you know, I I can't imagine what the apostles would have been like today in this world. Mm. Um, And, uh, and likewise, just the musicians that have gone before us. um, uh, It's just, you know, it's, I, it it serves me or no purpose at all to sit around and complain about change. Um, However, if I can get involved, get my hands dirty, so to speak, and uh, figure out how things are changing. And I can try to figure out the best way for me to utilize that for my audience. Right. So, yes, ever-changing. Ever-changing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And um, so, continuing, uh, you're, he says, uh, ever comfortable in your hometown Philly roots that speak, of course, of joy and peace, brotherly love. And you have, uh, boy, you've been doing music for quite a while. And according to this, uh, at, at the date of this writing, over 20 uh, albums of music and then something new coming along. But why don't we go back to the to the start and just give people a little bit, get people a little bit familiar with how music how you started in music i have this uh, i'm blessed to have been brought up in a in a home with very creative parents my father was a kind of brought up and, and loved the bebop type of jazz stuff and he was out you know playing every weekend and my mother was was always always seemed to be singing to me or sharing something culture wise from the past so I had this really diverse background. Um, my father and mother played all different types of music in the house. So I had this um, this diverse background to kind of build off of. And uh, as I grew into becoming a, a creative myself, um, it took a while to figure out what that was going to look like. I was going to be the next great guitarist until I realized what really drove me and got me out of bed each day was the creative part of, of writing and writing songs. 
And um, so that obviously developed, it took me, it gave me a little bit more purpose than just being a full-time musician. I was actually in, in college uh, going for actuarial sciences. Uh, I took a semester off because I wanted to, I felt like I needed to get the music um, out of my system. And uh, lo and behold, a lifetime later, um, it's still in there. I can't seem to rinse it out. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. who I am. And uh, so uh, I, I've, had a, a a long run as a as a just a professional kind of touring traveling musician and um when i met my wife i wanted uh i wanted my i wanted to hang out with my kids i really we were ready to have a start a family and i didn't want to be away so i had gone back to school and actually had a very short run teaching music uh in in uh, in the school system and um it wasn't until the back end of that, my, my children, you know, kids very quickly start to become uh, independent on their own. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I started to play a little bit. And uh, I really had a, I had a real interesting, um, I had a real, <laughs> I had a real interesting situation at a, uh, at a I was teaching in the Archdiocese uh, of Philadelphia for a while through an outside company that provided music teachers for mm. the school. Um, they provided classroom teachers and they also provided band teachers. And I, I was um, hired as a classroom uh, teacher. And um, the fact that I was not a Roman Catholic, um, I was not. I was. I was kind of. I was kind of told bluntly uh, not to come to mass. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Um, and uh, you know, I I didn't have a big. I had friends who were part of a Roman Catholic church growing up, but I really knew nothing about the religion. Um, but anyhow, I found myself in the teacher's lounge one day, and I had I wrote this song called "Swept Up in Joy" in about in about fifteen minutes, uh, words, lyric, I mean, music, everything. And I had this enormous epiphany that I should have been writing, performing, and using my gift in God's kingdom uh, my whole life. And uh, I, I, it changed my life drastically. I did I did release an album or so. A year or so after that, that was not what I would call it. It certainly wasn't a worship album, but it was an album that was inspired by uh, more inspired by scripture and surviving in this world. And uh, a pastor from a church I had never gone to, I had never met him, asked if I had 15 minutes one day. And I said, sure. And, and three hours later, I was a worship leader at his church. Wow. And, uh, neither, neither of us really knew how to define it at the time. Yeah. It was early on. and we, But he heard something within the words and music and the spirit of that album that um, led him to believe that uh, I was the guy that he was going to trust the spirit would work through. Uh, and uh, I had a almost a... a maybe a good 14, 15 year run at a church just up out of uh, Philadelphia. And I was encouraged from the first day to write for the church. Right. And um, that has been an enormous blessing um, in, in that CCLI has reported songs being sung around the world. Um, I'm not, I don't pretend to be, a big guy, you know, I, mm -hmm, I right. people, people that every time somebody thinks that I'm, um, that I'm special in some way, <laughs> I have to remind them yeah. that I'm a, I'm a big fish in about six small ponds. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, that's how God's chosen to use me. Yeah. It's never a question of, it's never a question. I don't belong anywhere else. I belong in those six ponds because that's where God has led me. And so the most important thing I can do is to um, is to be as good as I can and serve as well as I can in those six ponds. And as right. life has gone on, there's as one seems to maybe dry up a little one. There's this brand new thing that opens up, or uh, as this particular season in this church, I was there to develop it, and I was there to see it into fruition. I saw 
services um, on Saturday and Sunday that started with 10, 15 people within a year grow to 300 plus strong. Yeah. And um, it was just, a, it, was an, it was an amazing journey. And I feel real blessed to have been a part of that. Um, so I, you know, I, I find myself, I'm, I'm sitting here today having a conversation with you about a career that I didn't ask for. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, <laughs> um, that, and that happens too, doesn't it? To some people. Yeah. Well, it's hindsight. You know, you look back and you go, okay, I learned, I was a professional musician who became a professional teacher who then got into ministry mm-hmm. uh, and was asked to lead people in a time of, of, of worship, lead them to a place of worship with God. And the two biggest skills you could possibly have besides being a spiritual leader would be a good musician and a good teacher. Right. Yeah. Um, so in hindsight, it all makes sense. Uh, it seems to have been mapped out fairly well. <laughs> right. And and what would you say, what, what was the, yeah, there's a lot of answers to this, I'm sure, what the, the biggest uh, thing that God taught you during that time that you were teaching? To be myself, um, I, I've often shared with with a young people when I have the opportunity to, to speak at an event um, that... Um, God needs us to be who we are. He needs our voice to be true to who we are and true uh, to share our relation, our, our relationship um, with others, the way that the way that God and I um, converse, the way that God and I relate is is what he wants me to share with other people. Not he doesn't need me to regurgitate someone else's. I don't need to be. Bill Wickham. I don't need to be another Paul, but I don't need to be yeah. another Mad Redman. I need to be myself. And right. that's what everyone else needs to learn as a worship leader. And as someone, for me, if you just want to, if you're a secular musician, if you're a jazz musician or a blues player, you need to fi- filter out all the inspirations and find out who you are. You need, you know, to, to find your voice on your instrument. And that was something I had to come to grips with. And I don't think I really came to grips with it completely until I was teaching in school and I wanted to be, I was going to be, you know, I was going to be every, every student's friend Yeah. Um, until I realized they had friends. What they needed for me to be was their best teacher. <laughs> yeah. Not their best friend. Yeah. And I, 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 so I had to come to grips with the fact and the realization that I was a dinosaur to them. It didn't matter. <laughs> uh, any, anybody who stands in front of the class, unless you're 21 or 22, or you just got out of college and you're teaching in high school, yep. <laughs> then you are a dinosaur to these children and, and you need to relate to them in a different way than maybe you think you should. Hmm. Good, point. Um, Good point. So, so that, that discovery, that epiphany in itself helped me immensely as a teacher but it also carried over into my return into the music set um, mm-hmm. that um, I, I really, truly needed to be myself. And as a spiritual leader, you know, that was the weakest part for me going into a worship situation. I had the, I could lead a band in my sleep. I could I could teach without any qualms at all, without any kind of um, any kind of discomfort. Um, but I had to learn how to be a spiritual leader. Because up until that point, if someone in the band didn't perform up to my expectations, I would just fire them and get someone else. Yeah. Um, but as I'm working with a with a, a group of volunteers who were giving of their heart, a different um, situation, isn't it? Yeah, I had to find out what their gift was, and then how's the best way that I can utilize that gift. Mm-hmm. I always thought that I, I, there was never a need, and I still believe this, for any church to hire outside musicians. I believe, I really, truly believe that God provides what His church needs. It's up to us to open up our eyes and ears, find the gifts that we have, and nurture those gifts to be used. Um, and uh, I, you know, these are. These are insights of someone who's been doing this for twenty plus years, and right. you know, I didn't, I didn't start out with these, with these ideas and these views. But after, after 
after being wounded and and in battle for all these years, I've got scars you wouldn't believe mm. <laughs> yeah. from doing what I've done. But that's the I'm not the only one. You know, anyone else who's done it over a period of time, even a very short period of time, the, the, you know, it's a battlefield out there trying yeah. to do God's work. Yeah, we quickly we quickly learn that and discouragement. And maybe before we get done, we'll talk about things like discouragement and other obstacles mm-hmm. that we all that we all face. So now you're you're basically out out there on your own. You're doing this whenever wherever God opens a door. And uh, so how are you how are you finding it now? As uh, you know, as things have changed over the years, uh, are you uh, as you said, you've learned a lot from from the scars and the lessons and the battles and things. So how does that uh, how does that make you into the person that you are now and the, and the performer that you are now? I think um, I, when I, when I resigned from the church, uh, it was twofold. One, I thought it was time to kind of sit back a little bit. I was getting older. And um, I, uh, the other part of it was that I, I, I really did want the freedom to be a guest and go out uh, doing services on Saturday and Sunday night. Made it made it very difficult to get away mm-hmm. often to travel and to uh, experience other worship formats. Um, what, what I found out was, and um, I've been able to share this with quite a few people at this point, that um, for people that we, we normally relate better to people our own age. Um, yeah, true. And I and I and I, I I don't think it's a surprise that most people get into the mid forties and or start a family before uh, uh, the idea that we're not living forever starts to creep in. Uh-huh. <laughs> get more years <laughs> um, behind us than we do and, in front of us. Uh, yeah, you know, you get. I, I think that that's and I think that's normal. You know, when you're twenty, yeah. you're never going to die. When you're thirty, right. you know, you're just finding your way in business. And mm-hmm. some people are still. I didn't find my way into marriage till I was in my thirties. Mm-hmm. So um, it, I, I think there's a, there's some there's a, there's a bridge you cross somewhere after forty if you have a family, especially where your mortality becomes real and people come. Start, start start searching a little deeper or returning to the church if seeds have been planted yeah. and um you i have found that they it's they relate better if people my age are going to relate better to me than they are to someone who's 25 or 30 mm-hmm. not that there's anything wrong with the 25 or 30 year old except that they have not lived through the things that these older people have lived through and midlife people are living through um, so, uh, so because of that, I've come at my faith from a different angle. Um, having that, having that as a, as a, as a job experience, it, it affects how you, again, your landscape's changing. <laughs> right. Um, it's, it's evolving and, um, it's changed the way that, um, that I, that I have a worship experience with people. I think also the fact that I've, for a while when I started out, I always had a band or at least a trio. Yes. And it's and at some point it became obvious for me to to handle the workload, um, and uh, I needed to be able to go out so, as a soloist and speaker, and um, that's really really open to the door to sharing life experiences with people. Yeah. When you have the when you when you when you're up there bare bones, it becomes much more of a conversation with the people in the room right. than it does if you've got a four or five piece band. And I, I try not to let that affect, but it just naturally does. Yeah, I can understand that because it, as we get older, uh, our our audience, the people we're ministering to, they they are in a different place as well. And it sounds like, if I'm right, you your your ministry is not just your songs from the platform, is it? No, it's grown into it's grown in a lot of different areas. I I suffer from being <laughs> I suffer from being a creative no matter what I do. <laughs> right. Um, I, I looked I looked into photography um, maybe fifteen years or, or, ago or so just so that I would be doing something creative that wouldn't be about songs and writing songs and and ministry and every what happened was. Within a very short period of time, I realized whatever frame I was looking through, there was a story there. There was a song there. There was scripture there. There mm. was <laughs> so um, 
so I, I still suffer from it. You know, the photography has become um, has going through has gone through its own kind of um, little maturation, um, for for lack of a better word. Whereas uh, I'm in a season now, and I've been here for two or three years, where every particular picture that I take that I keep has some kind of uh, some form of of verse to it yeah um a lot it doesn't have to be traditional poetry right i'm right now i'm in a haiku stage i've been here for about two years okay every picture has that and it's usually scripturally inspired and um it you know sometimes it's it's the last thing i'm doing at the end of the day i've i've, I've gotten five or six really good shots and i can't seem to go to sleep or put the pen down so to speak until i finished it until i oh. and and then i would share them in different in different uh on different platforms um and it's it's been a it's been a really rewarding experience to see how they how it's touched other people uh you know, when we just I think when we when we learn to just follow uh, the spirit's lead and just trust if we're doing it honestly, that there must be a reason behind it. And God's mm. going to use it in the distinct way that he needs to, even if it's just even if it's just for us that we definitely yep. we need to live through the writing of it. Yeah, um, we will. and yeah. we'll be we'll no, be taught. We'll, we'll be we will be taught. We will be we will. God will teach us and grow us through through that. If it's you know whatever He wants us to have. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have a uh, you know the set lists when I'm when I'm <laughs> when I'm doing a solo type of gig or, or sometimes the set list can get really small because of the amount of. I don't want to call it sermonizing. I just want to call it sharing. Okay, right. Uh, because if I can get into a conversation with my audience, that's 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 what I want. That yeah. that's almost a form of fellowship in its own in its own right, and it's also less dictatorial. I never want it to be about me. Right. Know, I'm only using an experience I've gone through so that they can share it with what they're going through. And see how the spirit has worked through me to get me from point A to point B. Mm. Um, and, and you, you can, you also. I'm thinking that you, and this, as you, as you're talking, I'm thinking about my my previous question, but about uh, it's not just about the the music, the, the songs from the platform, but this also comes to mind that I'm thinking that uh, when you, when the the show or the the the, the set is over, we get down off the platform and we talk to people. I'm guessing that you do quite a bit of that. Your ministry includes that as well, just being there talking to people. Yeah, I've encouraged, from the get-go, I've encouraged people to use whatever their whatever their uh, personal platform is, uh, Facebook, Twitter, messaging, emails, um, to be in conversation with me. Um, because mm -hmm. I really believe that's 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 the that's the land again that's the landscape we live in today yeah um i would prefer to be in a on a phone call i would prefer to be sitting across the table having a cup of coffee next i'd rather be in a conversation before i get to texting and emailing and writing but oh, yeah. Yeah. um but but it's but again we wouldn't be sharing as much as we get to share in this world without the technology we have again the landscape has provided us with things that those who have gone before us didn't have so i don't feel like i'm being a good servant unless i'm looking into how i can how i can utilize it right and uh and, and sure it 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 allows um it allows for 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 ministry work that we never thought we would have the opportunity to share. Mm, amen. I was just talking to an artist uh, just recently that sings a lot at the smaller churches, and there might be only five, ten, twenty people in the congregation. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's the opportunity to share from the platform, and yeah. then that fellowship after the the service, you know, would uh, you know, churches we we all just love to eat afterwards, so we share over <laughs> coffee and food and pie or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, and 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 that is, doesn't that have a there's a that's a great opportunity that does not present itself in a, a larger church or a larger concert uh, situation, right? 
Yes, absolutely. That's the one thing about being uh, more of a traveling worship leader. That's the that's the really the the thing that I the only real thing that I miss from being from my days at being uh, on the same platform for you know double digit years yeah. is that you, you don't have a chance to build up the long lasting relationship the trade in is that you're meeting people from all walks of life that yeah. you wouldn't necessarily i was at a church uh 2 weeks ago that um i was at an event a, a coffee house uh at this particular church this particular church on sunday morning housed or, or rather, throughout the day on some, they housed four different churches: mm. an African, an African speaking, a Spanish speaking, a Brazilian church, and an English speaking church. Wow. And they were all, they were all parts of the, all that. They were all there that particular night in fellowship, oh, wow. and it felt cool. it felt so much of what God had in mind, what church really should be. Uh. Um, so you know, yeah, I, 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 uh, I, 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 I'm. I'm grateful for any opportunity uh, to minister. Mm-hmm. And th- I think the, the first, back in 2008, I think was the first time I went to a a, uh, a large uh, worship leader event. I think Worship Leader Magazine came out around that time and they started to have these national events. Mm. And uh, I, I remember finding that this first one was happening in Austin, Texas. And I went to my senior pastor and he said, by all means, you know, go take your family, you know, we'll buy, we'll, you know, you're, everything's paid for, just wow. enjoy it, soak yeah. it in. And I went down there and the last night that I was there, the, 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 the uh, high profile people that were there were, it was exceptional. But the last night that I was there, uh, this was, um, and, and it was Tommy Walker, I, uh, a worship leader that's always just he's always touched my soul in a special way mm-hmm. and um he started uh he started a song and stopped it in the middle and he was he just said he was taken back number one that there were two thousand worship leaders singing with him and that's not what he was used to on yeah. Sunday morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the amount of the amount of voices echoing in this in this in this uh, sanctuary was just unbelievable wow. but he stopped he stopped to share. He said, you know, each one of us on Sunday morning are doing the exact same thing for God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you have two people in your congregation, 20, 200, 2000. It doesn't matter. We are part of the same team that God's using and we're all doing the exact same thing. And I clung to that. I've always held on to that so that when I'm out on a Friday or Saturday night, if there's three or four people there, God sent me there to minister to these people and yeah. they deserve, they deserve the same effort from me as if, you know, those three deserve the same effort as if there were 30 or 300. Yep. Yep. Good point. And I know there's somebody listening that needed to, uh, maybe needed to hear that. Well, before we, before we, uh, I want to talk about before we, we get back to that whole, maybe reasons for discouragement, things like that, which ties into mm-hmm. with what you just said. Uh, why don't we talk about the new, uh, the new, uh, EP? Is it, is it EP, uh, Chapel Songs? It's a, uh, a full album. I it's a full album. 12, 12 okay. cuts on it. Um, All right. Chapel had, Songs. I had been over to over the past couple of years. Uh, I had released a couple. What, what I, I don't. I, I call them more secular albums. They're not. I mean, they're all scripturally inspired. But they're the last couple albums had been about what it's like to live in this world. Uh, and I really wanted to get back to releasing uh, a pure worship album. And I also wanted to release something that could be performed. Or, or off performs maybe a poor choice of words, but offered to uh, small churches songs that were simple in melody, simple in message, and and could be played simply on on a on a piano or just guitar. Um, because it's been my experience, especially when I would go to these conferences, a lot of times the people would, I, I would meet these uh, worship leaders that would, that would say, "Well, I can't do that song because I don't have a full band." 
mm-hmm. or I don't have a horns. I don't have a horn section or yeah. I don't have, it was always what they don't have and never what they do have. And that's, that's pretty, that's the human spirit, isn't it? Um, <laughs> right. right. Uh, but, but I, I, I would sit down with them. And uh, in particular, I was doing the, uh, an R and B song from a, from a, a horn band and this guy was taken. He had loved the song. And I said, then I, I took him to the side with just an acoustic guitar. And I played him the song with just me kind of singing it. Very mm-hmm. simple version. And I said, this is how I presented it to my team. I, know, I, I didn't present this song. And I didn't go tell them to listen to it on K-Love or, or, or whatever. Um, I, I wanted them to hear the essence of the song, the, the, the melody the harmony and the message. And from there on, it didn't matter how we presented it. We mm-hmm. were going to present it with the gifts that we had. So I really wanted to write something and release something that was simpler for people to uh, embrace yeah. if they were leading worship. And that, that was at the heart of the release of this album. And there was, it's, it's it has two or three songs on it that, that I were written quite a while ago. One that had been released I guess two that have been released previously with full band uh, accompaniment, and, uh, I, and one in particular is just pretty just the piano backing. Yeah. Um, and so that was my thinking behind it. Uh, is to, was to present something. I've been real, real pleased with it so far. It's it's been very it's been accepted well, and I have found uh, uh, any number of the songs to continue to be engaged. Uh, engaged, engaging uh, in in worship, um, and there's only one or two on there that have not had not been baptized first okay, in worship. Right. Uh, okay, but so most of them I, I've taken out to number one to make sure that um, if they were the songs that God wanted uh, wanted His people to hear. There's nothing worse than uh, then missing the spirit's calling and bringing something to a worship event, and it just lays there. Yes, um, right. I, and that's normally a sign of, well, it's a sign of two things for me. Number one is it, it's probably a song that I wrote without the spirit's help, guidance. Um, right. <laughs> I, okay. try, I try to leave those at home. Or, yeah. Unfortunately, my wife's the only one that has to hear those. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, be, because somewhere, you know, putting together, it's not a set, it's not a song list or a set list. Uh, we, as a musician, we, we call them set lists. Okay? Yeah. It's, it's Sunday morning. What's the set list look like? Well, you know, you're calling it a set list. If I'm doing my job right, for the past six days, I've been slaving in prayer to find out, asking God, what words do you want me to put into the mouths of your people to sing back to you? Mm-hmm. Good way to that, put it. That, that just, you know, I never feel, I, I, I never feel like I should be doing that. I, I just I I've, I've never been able to fully embrace that and say okay I got this God yeah you know, right, right. I, I just don't I don't feel like I should be able to do that yeah um, yeah but you know I, once I once I came to grips with that um, I never ever <laughs> got to Sunday morning or even now never ever get to an event where I feel like I've got it right because I feel like at any moment mm. the Spirit's going to say do this Yeah, and yep. that's a lot for your bandmates to learn True. to be able to follow you if you feel like the Spirit's saying let's go here instead did you hear what the pastor just said uh-huh. let's go here He, he needs the, the congregation needs to hear this sound yep. now Yep. Um, and that's uh uh, that's a bold thing to do as a musician. It's also something that requires your musicians to be taught how to do it and to be fairly sufficient on their own, yeah, on their instrument. So that the, yeah, proficient, you know, proficient enough to be able to to play the same thing we this particular song in maybe a different key because you just want to you just want to roll right into it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it wasn't as part of the plan that week. And you know, do you know where to play and when? 
you should just not play. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's, so, that's a biggie uh, for, for, for most musicians to say when not to play. Yeah. Yes. That's uh, always the biggest thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that is the new project that's, uh, and I see I'm looking at your website. Hallelujah. Gracious God, let it shine. My alms. Just many of the 12, or just a few rather, of the 12 songs that are on there. And that's called Chapel Songs. And of course, that's for sale uh, wherever music is streamed and downloaded and, and especially on your website, right? That's true. Yep. Yep. Very this good. Is true. And let's see. So the new sing there's a new single that I want to touch on. And our friend Mike, Michael, uh, mm-hmm. just told us uh, that uh, we wanted to talk about Hope of the World. Yeah, I wrote this song. Um, that's one of the older, maybe the oldest song on here. It's It was released once before uh, on an album called The Twelve, I want to say maybe 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I never really, I never liked the the recording of it. I didn't like the arrangement. If, if in, 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 if I want to be truthful, I've never really liked the song. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, but I, uh, I've always mm-hmm. been someone that wanted to have some, some kind of support system, uh, some kind of group of men and or women that would help me stay in line and make decisions. And the group is, is small at this point. It's probably smaller than it's ever been, but there are people that can kind of hold me accountable. And when I wrote the song, I, I, it, it flowed very easy. I, I just never, I love, I, I always loved, loved it from a lyrical standpoint because of its simplicity. Um, and it's so easy to sing and it's so easy to remember. Um, and it's, and it's so much about, you know, where we can find hope in this world and how we need to have hope. Uh, but I, I just never found a musical bed or platform that I liked. And uh, I had a, a, a bass player at the one point in my life, and I said, I'm, I'm not even going to include this. And he said, and you have to. You know, you, you, you got to put this on the album. Okay. And and um, I trusted him. I trusted that the spirit was working through him in a different way. And uh, I, I trust my wife because she's not a musician. And mm-hmm. because my wife, it's probably easier for my wife to say that that's really bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably easier for her to say that to me than anyone else because she's heard so many really bad songs I've attempted to write. Um, and so I value, I, 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 I really value her, uh, her take on songs. And I played it for her, and she went, mm, you know, <laughs> she, she, she didn't get it because my wife doesn't like things that are kind of saccharine sweet. That's okay. not her thing. She, yeah. she wasn't. She doesn't like any music by anybody that's like that. And that's truthfully how the song was coming across to me. Um, and uh, so over the years, I've pulled it out here and there, and it's probably seen a dozen different arrangements, different speeds, different keys, different, mm. you name it. Um, and uh, I was down south, in my studio down south um, one afternoon, and I just kind of fell upon this uh, simple, simple arrangement. And uh, it was it was fairly close to what it was originally but again as we talked about earlier there was some some extra chord changes that were pulled out of it mm-hmm. and uh uh it was just a matter of working the arrangement the arrangement starts out pretty much with just just an acapella voice and a little bit of a little bit of uh, a pad very almost like a, a light airy string pad in the background and it, it just kind of rolled for the first time and i thought well this is the perfect time to, to uh Mm. This is the perfect place for it to appear because it's, again, it's a simple song. People have always been wonderfully engaged by it. Um, and uh, it's never been a flat song or as far as no matter what arrangement I've had, God's been able to use it to reach people. So it was really a hump I had to get over. And I think yeah. it's um, it's a good lesson to to learn that, you know, this this isn't never about us as the songwriter, as the yeah. recording artist, if you want to call it that, you know, it's always about 
it's always about the vehicle of the song and the message in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. It's not about the guitar solo. It's not about the the, the great bass riff. Yep, <laughs> right. <laughs> all the stuff, all the stuff that I see, you know, yep. that I see and hear all the time. That's not what it's about. It's no. about the message of the song, and can you deliver it in a way that people it'll yeah that it'll lead people to a place of worship? And is is the arrangement and the instrumentation is all of that adding to the worship experience or or taking away from it? And, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I was when I when I had my whole, my own team. You're, you know, as a as a leader, you're constantly trying to find young people to carry on. Mm. Um, and uh, I had a young bass player that is, a, is now a worship leader over in Jersey, New Jersey, and um, um, I'm proud of who he is and what he what he's been able to do. But as a young uh, bass player. Uh, for me, I can remember bring. I can remember a specific Sunday morning because he shared with me the how many times he's used it with his team uh, over the years. But he he was he had done something different in the in the last verse of the song, and I noticed it probably more than others because I was singing the song. Okay. And after the service, I I, I went to him and I said, you know. Have, that you changed the baseline, you did this thing, and, he, and I said he was so excited. You heard it, and I said, "Yeah, it was it's pretty cool." I said, "Did you do that because you felt like the spirit would make this that would make it more worshipful?" And mm. I could see the color drain out of his face. <laughs> well, uh, no, <laughs> and, I just liked I it. Said, I said, "Listen," I said, "I really love the line." And next time we do it, I want to use it. Let's use it on the tag of the song where people are just repeating the same phrase over and over again, because mm-hmm. it might lift it up or excite it. I said, but using it in the verse like that was a little difficult to sing a, a, a busier melody. Yeah. And uh, and then I reminded him when I when we were done that there's no grace for bass. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that has stuck a long time. A good point. Uh, and he said he uses it all the time. So... Uh, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. it's always, you know, again, hindsight of, of doing it for a long period of time. <laughs> right. Uh, we got a couple minutes left, Eddie. Uh, share some thoughts about facing discouragement over the years, because I find that in talking to people, you know, my my own experience, but talking to people, I uh, interview situations like this and other uh, situations that uh, discouragement seems to be a huge obstacle that the enemy really throws at us so often. Uh, share something a little bit about that, maybe some words of encouragement. Somebody might be facing that right now. Yeah, I think um, darkness likes nothing better than to use discouragement because there's so many different ways that we can be discouraged. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, that uh, and, and as I said, I've got a body full of scars from what I've done over the years. Um, I, I, some specifics from my from my own experience um, from the from the get go when this first service was going to be put together at this church, remember, I didn't, this was not, this was truly a calling. I didn't go after this. Uh, there was a gentleman, uh, who was, who was going to work with uh, the pastor that called me and this is a large church with multiple pastors. Let me start there. And this gentleman was going to be the worship leader and I was going to be the, the musical, uh, kind of band leader. That's how he saw it. And actually, the first service we did, he led, uh, he led the service, and I just kind of led the band a little bit. What, what there was of a band, and he called me at one o'clock in the, in the afternoon, and he said, after the service, he said, "I, I think that the, the congregation would like to hear you lead next week if you care to." And I said, "Well, I told you I've been called here. I'll do whatever God wants me to do." I led the next week, and he called me again at one o'clock, and he said. Uh, I, I think the congregation would really rather have you lead than me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was a hard, con- it was a hard, con- a hard conversation for him. I'm sure. Yeah, I bet it was. Um, but I said, fine. He said, well, um, I- I'll let you know about midweek what we're going to be singing next week. And I thought, I hung up the phone and I thought, I don't know. Oh. It doesn't feel, doesn't feel right to me. So I kind of prayed on it for a couple nights, and then I went back to this particular pastor who was kind of the focal point for me, and I told him, I said, I can't, I can't lead people in worship by doing what someone else is feeling. 
Mm. And he, he put I, he, he put up his hand. He said, you know, this is why I chose you to be the worship leader. You oh. know, I, because he said, I, he said, um, I will deal with it. I will take, you know, I will take the bullet here, so to speak. Um, I, I learned a lesson about following the spirit, regardless of what other people are going to think and say, I have to be true to God. So when it comes to picking songs on more than one occasion during a service, usually a good service, I would, I would sneak in there that because if there was anything you didn't like today, please pray to God about it because I've been praying all week. And these are the songs the spirit put on my heart, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> which would take the focus off of me. Right. Number one, but it also, I had to be able to live that. I had to be able to honestly say that. I had to honestly live that experience. Um, I had my faith tested once to the point um, where I, I questioned whether I was believing correctly or not that the church that I was in was off the tracks mm-hmm. and was questioning the validity of Scripture. And... Um, I remember I, I I was on my way to a conference out in Ocean Grove, New Jersey, and I remember crying in my car, crying tears just running down my face for an hour driving out to this thing. And I got out there, and God provided two or three uh, speakers the first day. That it was it was as if they were there for me and me only. Wow. Um, and I, 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 I bring that up in this context in that you cannot curl up in a fetal position and allow darkness just to hang over you and just engulf you. You've got to speak to other people. You've got to get your, your, your head into God's word. And today we are so fortunate that we can listen to almost any speaker in the world speak about any particular topic and so there's really no excuse for us not to um to feed ourselves when we're in those situations right and there's nothing wrong with doubting yourself because i think having myself challenged like that that was my biggest prayer at that time that i felt that i was being challenged and i wanted I was praying that God would give me some kind of sign that I was right. Mm-hmm. I was right to stand up to the, what I was hearing. I was right to be the, the voice of resistance. And I came home a, a new man. I came home a new man from it. Mm. Um, and I, I think that, you know, it's too often uh, that's when we close we close up, when people don't like what we're doing. Right, right. Or what we're saying. Um, there was a worship leader who once told me um, that if, if people, if you, if, you, if you fiercely have your pastor's back and he has your he has the same feeling for you. Mm-hmm. Then, if someone comes up and they're that unhappy about the music, they're in the wrong church. Mm, yeah, good point. You're not playing the wrong music because there's Lord knows how many churches are out there. Maybe they need to be the one at the next two blocks away. And that's because that's how it is for a pastor. I've sat and heard really good pastors. You know, people recommend you got to hear this guy. You got to hear this guy, and I go out and he does nothing for me. Right. It's not that he's bad. It's just that God's using him for a different type of audience. Then you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, 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 a Bible banging, screaming, yelling on the street corner type of uh, ministry person. Mm-hmm. That, that's not who I am. I'm quiet by nature. I pre- I prefer to be in a in a in a quieter setting. And my God, my relationship with my God is on that level. It doesn't mean that at any moment I might be overly demonstrative uh, <laughs> uh, over over something. But my general my general approach to life is is honest. That's that's who I am as a person. So that's 
that's how my ministry has to be right. if it's honest. Right. And right. that's not everybody's not everybody's going to like that. I'm not going to be everybody's what quote unquote mm-hmm. cup of tea. Right. <laughs> and that's fine too. Yeah, but I yeah. need to be there. I need to be the right cup of tea to the person that God puts in my life to hear my message. And, and trust that God is going to do just that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and like I said, I think I, I, I over. I can't put an emphasis on the fact that. We all are doing the same. You were never alone as a, alone as a worship leader because mm-hmm. the world is chock full of people doing the exact same thing at the same time. Right, right. Amen. You Amen. know, we're, we're out there. We're an army of people serving serving God the same way on Sunday mornings. Yeah. So. Amen. Eddie, let people know. Uh, let's finish up. What? Make sure people know where to find you and your music and anything else you'd like to tell people about that. Yeah, um, the website, as you said, it's eddyman.com, E-D-D-Y-M-A-N-N. Uh, I'm pretty much where you could find, I'm like the I'm like loaf of bread, I'm everywhere. everywhere. You know, I, <laughs> Facebook is, is eddyman.musician, uh, both Instagram and Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, is eddy underscore man. Um, uh, you know, I'm everywhere to be found. My biggest encouragement to people, as I said earlier, is for them to be in conversation with me. If there is a worship leader that hears any of this and just wants to hang out and either talk on the phone or, or get a cup of coffee, man, I I would love to do that. You know, I, uh, I have no qualms about that. And also let me, I would be remiss if I didn't say, look, if I've recorded something or played something or said something that just gets under your skin. Definitely, definitely call me. Let's okay. have a conversation. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, not to not to make people invite that, but that's good. You're being honest, like you like you said. Well, Eddie, oh, thank yeah. you, thank you so much for sharing with us. And I'll, I want to let our listeners know that uh, you may be hearing this uh, this interview on Notespire Radio WNSMDB. This is broadcast uh, every week on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays at eight p.m. Eastern time. And yeah, typically there's a, a different interview each week. And if that's the case, and you'd like to hear it again, don't forget that this is also a podcast, and it's called the Artist Insight. You can just type the word Notespire, N-O-T-E-S-P-I-R-E, into your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iTunes, wherever, and you will find it. And certainly uh, this interview with Eddie Mann will be in that list, and you can listen to it again. Eddie, thank you so much. We appreciate you, all that you're doing. We thank you for what God, thank you to God for what he's doing in you and through you. I know you've blessed a lot of people over the years, and... uh, I, I love the fact that you know that you're just going to keep doing it until God says, okay, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> if I can, I, I'd like to put one shameless plug in. Please do. That on, on every Thursday night for the past couple of years, I do a Facebook live event called Even Song. And uh, as, I, as I like to frame it, it's, just a t- it's a time to just take a divine breath from this world. So anyone that would like to... Uh, sit uh, or, or visit that. It's again, like yourself, it is available uh, after uh, afterwards in a in a podcast form or on Facebook as long as they leave it up. <laughs> okay, right. Um, but uh, I would I, I just want to throw that out to people and anyone who on the Thursday evening feels like they just need to take mm. a, a half hour or so out of the world. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's Thursday nights at what time? Seven o'clock Eastern time. Seven o'clock Eastern and go to eddieman.com. All right, Eddie, thank you so much. I what's let's, let's uh, hey, I will see you somewhere along the line, I'm sure. And oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely absolutely. Like I said, I've got a I got about ten days north before I head south and okay. do a wonderful event. And uh and All again, right. look forward to the next time we get to hang out together. Sounds good, Eddie. God bless you and your wife, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again. God bless get you, that. too. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Notespire Radio Artist Insight. We hope you've enjoyed the program today. And join us next time when we again bring you a unique look into the lives, music, and ministries of Christian artists. Here on Notespire Radio Artist Insight.